0: Welcome back to The World's Game, a World Cup podcast. The Men's World Cup is over, but now it's time for the women. I'm going to have Women's World Cup episodes all summer long, breaking down all the storylines and all the fun. My name is Peter Roman. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And let's dive right in. Welcome to The World's Game, a World Cup podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is a live reaction to Match Day 2, but I know Match Day 2 is, you know, ended a couple days ago, and, yeah, this episode's coming out a little later than I was hoping it would. But, anyway, we're into Match Day 3 now. Groups A, B, and C have finished their group stage at the time of recording, I will talk about those games, and yes, I know Canada got killed, I have a lot of thoughts on that. So that will be coming out tomorrow, at least my time, it'll come out tomorrow. And today, I'm just going to quickly go through match day two. This will be a shorter episode, just because, you know, I want to get this out as soon as possible, and then of course, I I really want to dive into match day three, because that's the most important one, where we find out which teams advance into the next round. But I will still talk about these games even just a little bit. So, we're going group E through group H, match day two. And we're gonna start in group E with the United States and the Netherlands. So this was obviously probably the big marquee matchup of match day number two. We had the 2019 World Cup final rematch between the US and the Netherlands. Of course, the two teams playing on the field this time around, very different. But still, you know, really important in this group. The final score was 1-1 in this game. The Netherlands got an early goal from Jill Roord. And it was matched by Lindsay Horan in the second half of the United States. When watching this game, my biggest takeaway is that, the Nether- number one, the Netherlands midfield is really good. And, like, you know, I knew they were good going in. I don't know if I quite gave them the appreciation that I should have, because damn, they are very, very good. Now, I still worry a little bit about the Netherlands' ability to score goals in a lot of these games, but I mean, when your midfield is that good, when your defending is that good, I mean, you might be able to win a lot of games and make a deep run, regardless of the fact that they're missing their best player and their best striker. So... Credit to the Netherlands. I thought they played really well in this game. For the United States, obviously, I still think they're the favorites to win the whole thing. But I do think this team is probably more vulnerable than the 2019 team. In 2019, it felt like the U.S. were just an unstoppable like machine because they would always score first in every single game. It never felt like... It never felt like there was a good way to stop them. Like It always felt like the U.S. team in 19 just... They always found ways to score, and there was not a whole lot you could do about it. Your best hope was just to try to outscore them, which, of course, you know, England, France, and the Netherlands all came up short in trying to do that. In this World Cup, I don't think there's that same intimidation factor, and that's largely because this is a, you know, pretty brand-new United States team. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway is just I think the U.S. are a little more vulnerable this time around. It doesn't mean... You know i still think they're the favorites i still think that if i had to pick a team to win the whole thing it, w- it would be the united states but i also think that if i was another team facing them in a, in a knockout game i'd feel pretty good about potentially getting on the the correct side of the result right where maybe you find a way to beat them so anyway that was kind of my takeaway united states netherlands united states and netherlands it was a good game it ended up 1-1 as the final result, and so more than likely it'll come down to goal difference in this group, unless Portugal do something crazy. Speaking of Portugal, they ended up beating Vietnam two to nothing was the final score. They got two goals inside the first like 25 minutes or so, and that was enough to beat the Vietnamese. Vietnam, another difficult game for them offensively. After registering zero shots against the United States, they had five shots in this game, only one on target though portugal very dominant in this game and it was uh, and again i apologize if i butcher names Encarnacao chow and nazareth the two goal scorers for portugal in this game and they took care of business at least giving them a, giving themselves a chance portugal's loss to the netherlands really hurts but technically if they beat the united states they will go through to the next round i don't know how likely that is probably not very likely at all but, of course, never say never. So, Portugal are at least alive going into the final match day. Vietnam have been eliminated. It was always going to be a very difficult group for Vietnam, but I think they can keep their head held high because they haven't gotten killed in these games. They've been heavily outplayed, but they haven't gotten killed. And I think that's something to be proud of because that was. I was a little fearful for Vietnam going into this tournament. They have definitely exceeded my expectations for them so congratulations to vietnam still a huge success just making this tournament at all all right on to the next group which is group f so group f we had jamaica versus panama this game nice and simple jamaica despite missing their best player who got obviously a red card against france in khadijah Khadija shah they ended up winning this game one nothing over Panama. It was Swabby who ended up scoring in the 56th minute to give them the victory. Jamaica, to me, always felt like the team more likely to score in this game. Panama, again, they're just, I don't think they're that great of a team personally, but you know, they, they put up a good fight in this game, and I think they did themselves proud at least in putting out a pretty decent showing. For Jamaica, though, they got the result they needed and now they have a chance to potentially move through to the round of 16. The other game in this group was a thriller between France and Brazil. France won this game 2-1 the final score. Les Sommers scored the opening goal for the French. Dabinia was able to equalize for Brazil. And then it was uh, Wendy Renard who scored the headed goal in the 83rd minute. Renard, by the way, is... She's one of the most intimidating set-piece players I think I've ever seen in women's football because it always feels like every time France have a corner kick, she's always, always just terrifying. Because she's so tall. She's really good at, like, jumping in the air, really good at heading the ball. Like, just a very scary threat on every set-piece that she's in. So, huge result for France. They needed that win because now they sit in first place in Group F and they find themselves in a good spot here going into the final game because France play Panama, you have to assume France would beat Panama to finish at at the no lower than second but probably first place if we're being realistic. Brazil, the loss definitely hurts them because now they actually have to beat Jamaica in the final match day otherwise they will be eliminated. Now, I still think Brazil will win this game but of course, you know never say never. I mean, Jamaica They got the tie with France all they need is a tie in order to advance so don't totally count out the Jamaicans in this game again I still think Brazil win the game but Jamaica all they need is a tie and I mean that's a pretty good spot to be in considering you know this group could have gone the way that group C did with Japan and Spain and instead it has gone in a very different direction and I think that's a good thing and it makes the third match day much more exciting Alright, so that was Group F. On to Group G. So, the big story from Group G. Sweden played Italy, and it was a massacre. Sweden killed them 5-0 the final score. Illestat is, you know, I was talking about Wendy Renard and her threat on set pieces earlier. I mean, Illestat is just that and then some. She has been so dangerous from every single corner kick, every single set piece for the Swedes. And she had a brace in this game. And alongside Rolfo, Blackstenius, and Blomqvist, Sweden cruised to a 5 0 victory over the Italians and booking themselves a place in the round of 16. Sweden, this was more like Sweden that I was expecting to see. The game against South Africa, they looked pretty vulnerable. They didn't play that well. And, you know, some of that has to go credit to South Africa. But in this game, much more composed much more in control of the game and just this was a much more this was a much like this is the performance I was expecting from Sweden this was definitely the game I thought that they were capable of having and you know Sweden like I mentioned they are definitely a threat to win this whole thing and the performance against Italy shows why The other game in this group was South Africa and Argentina. This game ended up 2-2 the final score. Basically, South Africa had a 2-0 lead, and then Argentina got two goals within, like, five minutes to tie the game. And so I'm kind of gutted for South Africa because, again, they were so close to getting a tie against Sweden, and they had a 2-0 lead, and they blew it. And it's just – it's really heartbreaking in this game. But credit to Argentina for – having the ability to battle back in this game. But man, man, oh, South Africa. They're they're one of the underdogs that I want to root for, but tough, tough uh couple of results for them. They're still alive by the way. The draw keeps them alive. The the game itself I thought was pretty even. I mean, the shot total and stuff like that says that as well. Shots were 13 to 13, five on target for Argentina, four on target for South Africa and That's probably fair based on how the game went. It felt like a pretty even game. Ultimately, though, South Africa will feel hard done by, but they are still alive. They just need to win against Italy in their final game, and that will give them a very good chance of advancing to the knockouts because Argentina has to play Sweden and has to find a way to win that game to have any chance of progressing. Don't know if I love their chances. And then we have Group H to finish off. So, Group H, the first game, which I will talk about very briefly, Morocco made history with their first World Cup win and their first World Cup goal from, and again, I apologize if I butcher this, Drydy? That might have been really wrong. I apologize if it was. But Morocco scored very early in this game and beat South Korea, won nothing the final. South Korea, though tough tough tournament for them they have to play germany by the way in their final game and they just haven't looked good south korea they've looked really sloppy in possession i feel i don't know they have trouble like generating good scoring chances they had zero shots on target in this game by the way despite having 16 total shots that's never never gonna be enough to win you a game no matter how like no matter how good you're playing, if you don't have any shots on target, how are you supposed to win, right? So it's it's been a tough tournament for South Korea. They did really well at the Asian Cup, so I think this is probably a really big disappointment for them. But they might have to go to back to the drawing board with this team because they clearly haven't played to the level that they're capable of. And, you know, questions have to be asked as to why. Maybe it's a coaching change. Maybe it's a player problem, right? Maybe a little bit of both. We'll see. But I I would expect some changes to be made with this South Korean team because this is clearly not what they were expecting. For Morocco, though, huge congratulations. They won their first ever match. And, you know, they got their first goal at the World Cup as well. Huge congrats to them. After the 6-0 loss to Germany, I was a little fearful for Morocco, but they came out. They played really well in this game. They are still alive going into the final game, even though, you know, it's probably probably not super likely but you know they gave themselves a chance and if you give yourself a chance then you never know the other game in this group though and i have to talk about this germany columbia this game was exceptional oh my god I, oh man this game was so exciting it was back and forth and columbia with a humongous upset by the way this was a crazy stat i saw that germany have not lost a women's world cup group stage game since 1995 Colombia handed them their first loss since 1995. That is crazy. Colombia, by the way, I mean, my goodness. So let's start with this. Linda Caicedo. She, in my opinion, has already won the Young Player of the Tournament Award. I think that goes without saying with how she's played. But more than that, this kid is a superstar. She is an absolute superstar. My goodness. Not only does she have an amazing story, which, you know... I wouldn't be doing it justice if I told you. I would recommend you Google Linda Kaiseido because her story is amazing. And the fact that she's at this World Cup as an 18-year-old, and the goal she scored, the goal she scored, oh my goodness, the control, the balance, and then just, man, exquisite, top shelf, like, thing of beauty, thing of beauty. Kaiseido has been... A such a bright shining star of this women's world cup and by the way she became the first teenager to score in her opening two matches at a world cup since another South American, Marta pretty good company to be in that's for sure so Colombia, they got the opening goal from though. Pop ended up scoring from the penalty spot, Germany won the penalty a little bit late in regular time and then with literally just minutes left and added time. It was Vanegas who scored from a set piece that gave Colombia the game-winning goal as close... You know, there aren't buzzer beaters in football in the same way that there are in basketball, but this was pretty close. And so Colombia wins. Huge, huge result for them. Colombia now only need a draw against Morocco in order to advance in first place in this group. And... If we're being honest, I'd be shocked if they didn't win their final game. For Germany, I don't think they're really at any risk of not going through. I think they beat South Korea with ease and that will put them through regardless of the other game because of their goal difference. So I'm not really worried about the Germans not advancing, but I am a little bit more worried about this performance because the German team that advances will likely have to play this, the first place team from group F. And if you don't remember, that is the group with Brazil, with Jamaica, and with France. France is likely going to be first place in that group. So, if you're Germany and you have to play France in the round of 16, I mean, that's, that's not going to be easy. That is going to be a very, very difficult game for, for your team. So, they will need to be better than what they were against Colombia. But of course, this game was insane, this game was crazy, and I'm here for it. And Linda Caicedo, just just watch her play. Just watch her play. She's mesmerizing and a brilliant, brilliant football player. And I can't believe she's only 18. Absolutely crazy. Colombia have, have themselves a superstar. So that's it. That's all I got for match day number two. Like I said, tomorrow I will record an episode going through match day three of groups a b c d and e because the united states play portugal and the netherlands play vietnam in about an hour from when i'm recording this episode so i will talk about all of those games tomorrow and you know really wrap up a lot of the group stage stuff and then i'll have another episode at the conclusion of group h to wrap up those groups up and then preview the round of 16 that kicks off on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited. The tournament where, I mean, we're kicking into high gear here, that's for sure. But as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the world's game, a world cup podcast. The music is from Pixabay. There will be new episodes throughout the Women's World Cup, so make sure you subscribe and don't miss a moment of the 2023 World Cup.